When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome back to the show. Tour Down Under gets underway on Sunday. Uh, the men and women, the best cyclists from around the world, converge on Adelaide. And Channel 7's commentary team, unbelievable. Uh, you've got Phil Liggett, you've got Matt Keenan, Robbie McEwen, Anna Mears and Grace Elvin. But it'll all be headed up by this man, Mark Beretta, who joins us this morning. Morning, Mark. Happy New Year. G'day, Jules. Happy New Year. And I'm nothing anywhere near as good as the rest of those guys in Lycra, let me tell you. Don't really want that thought in my head, Mark, but uh, thanks for placing it there anyway. Uh, it's great to have the Tour Down Under uh, back. A few changes uh, this year, in particular the finish to the men's race, uh, finishing at Mount Lofty this year. How will that affect the race? Yeah, interesting. I mean, similar to, I mean, we've finished the other years at, at the legendary Wollonga Hill, you know, the finish at the top there, which is, has just become synonymous with the Tour Down Under. Uh, but Stewie O'Grady's taken over the race in the last couple of years, and this was, you know, with international teams coming back, he really wanted to, to step it up a little bit and, I guess, put his own stamp on it after Mike Turtle led it for so many years. So uh, what he's done is he steered away from Wollonga Hill, and that will come back. It's not the last we've seen of Wollonga Hill. But, but, yeah, it'll be different stages this year, different finishes. But, um, you know, with, with Stewie, I think the thing with Stewie is he's, He's had some time to really put his mind to it now. You know, he's had those couple of quiet years where the internationals weren't able to come with COVID and, and now they're back in a big way. You know, when you're talking about Chris Froome and Durant Thomas and, you know, the legends of, of Tour de France are, are coming to race on our shores. And, and the biggest teams, the biggest professional teams in the world, men's and women, it really is, you know, it, it's a remarkable event. I mean, this is, there are only two UCI-sanctioned World Tour events in the Southern Hemisphere. Yeah. And one is the Tour Down Under and the other is Cadell's Race in a couple of weeks' time down the Great Ocean Road. So, you know, this is a real chance for people who, you know, A, who love their cycling to really indulge in it and enjoy it. And for people who haven't seen world-class cycling, um, it is something else. You know, these guys are just amazing. The speeds they reach and and the way they handle their bikes and the racing is, if if you love sport and racing, uh, this is something to see for sure. It's interesting because, as you mentioned, you've got all the best teams here. You've got a lot of the best riders. But the Australians, and I guess it shows how good we are on the world mm. stage, you've got a great record uh, in winning this race, uh, both in the men's and the women's, and you've got all the best uh, men and women here again. So is there is there some sort of advantage for Australians racing in Australia, do you think? Yeah, I think so, Just I think the, the beauty of it is a lot to do with the, the season. I mean, our guys have just come off national titles in Ballarat last weekend. So, you know, they're in prime form. And you look at a guy like uh, like Luke Platt, yep. for example, who, who is a real up-and-comer on the world stage. Um, you know, I, I just think he'll be he'll be one to watch. And Jai Hindley, who, who won the uh, Giro d'Italia, the, the great Italian tour, the, the second of the, the world's grand tours beside the Tour de France, you know, he's back in great form as well. So, you know, it, it's really, um, I think for the Aussies too, and, and plus, you've got to remember, we get the young guns get their chance as well. You know, there are a lot of the junior teams in there. A lot of the up-and-coming teams will have a real crack. And, and those Aussies coming off national titles. I mean, it was a great national titles. It was so hotly contested, so close. And, and I was thinking this morning, you know, is, is that unusual? And it's actually, when you look back through history, it's not. You know, look at the great names you've ha- had come through over the years. And we just have, we produce great road cyclists. We produce great racing cyclists full stop. So, you know, to, to see them perform on home soil, and I think like any athlete on home soil, they, 
they lift when they're in front of the home crowd. So, you know, this is a pretty special opportunity for them and, and they'll grab it and go. And remember, we've got Paris Olympics what coming away, coming up at the yep. middle part of next year. So, you know, eyes are already on that as well and to build up to that. And, of course, obviously, you know, for the guys Tour de France in the middle of the year now, they're, they're really starting to ramp up and get ready to, to launch. You mentioned Jay Hindley there. I mean... It's probably one of the more underrated sports stories from an Australian point of view last year. I mean, we, we for the casual fan, the Tour de France is everything. But mm. to win, first Aussie to win the Giro d'Italia, I mean, that is a huge yeah. achievement. It, it, it is, and you're exactly right. I, I would agree that it's probably probably the most underrated achievement of the last 12 months because it is, um, you know, I mean, we know how hard the Tour de France is to win and the, the, the Giro ranks right up there. They are the grand tours of the world of cycling. And, you know, just because the, the Giro tends to come up before the Tour de France and Tour de France has tended to build that history. We've had great Aussie participation in the Tour de France, but the Giro is a, is a darn tough race, an incredible achievement to win. And to be the first Australian to win it sort of puts it in perspective too, because so many Australians, and you go back to the, to the Phil Anderson days and the, and the great riders before Phil, who have all had a crack at, at winning that title. And, you know, for Jai to actually get that done was was remarkable. So I think for him, you know, Tour Down Under will be a big homecoming. It'll be a celebration because people will get to applaud him and pat him on the back and, and see him do his thing. But um, also, too, I think, you know, guys like that, they want to prove themselves at home. You know, it's okay to win it, win it overseas. Mm. It's a major title, but you come home and obviously the expectations are, are, are big, but he will want to prove himself and he will he will want to put on a, a mighty fight in this Tour Down Under, if, if not win it. Speaking to Mark Beretta, he'll head up the Channel 7 coverage of the Santos Tour Down Under, which gets underway on Sunday. The women kick it off, and then uh, by Tuesday, the, the men's race uh, gets underway as well. I guess when we see with the Tour de France as well, you know, as well as the great cycling, it's it's the coverage and it's the, mm. the, you know, the, the landscape that we see. In terms of South Australia and, and Adelaide, you could not get a better advertisement for that state than uh, the pictures no, you get out of uh, the Tour Down Under. Couldn't agree more. And, and also an ad for Australia. I mean, I was looking through the list of international broadcasters today, and obviously this goes right through Europe. The European nations are, are obviously big followers of cycling. So you think of your, you know, your Germanys, your Spains, your, uh, your Italians and your French. Um, but also, you know, right throughout Africa, the number of countries who will be taking this, this live is, is phenomenal. And, and, and even NBC in the United States, which we know is a, the world's biggest network. So, you know, it's, um, it's, it's an impressive event, and it does put Australia and South Australia on show. And South Australia does it so well. I must admit, um, following this race, being able to work on it for seven over the last few years to to actually get out and see the Adelaide Hills and the places like Uradla and, and the wine districts, it is breathtaking. Even the coastline is phenomenal. You know, there's a lot of coastline that you know really resembles um, being a Geelong boy. Not as good as the Great Ocean Road, <laughs> but it's not bad. <laughs> but it's, um, it's a pretty special place, and and the riders love it. The thing they love about it is. They, it's the one tour event where they get to base in the one location. So every night mm, they come back into true. Adelaide, then they go out and race the stages wherever around South Australia, then back to Adelaide that night. And they, they love that. And the, the teams love it as well. So if you imagine at the end of the night, everyone ends up in the same location. You know, they, they pick back over the race. They catch up with their teams. They debrief. They make plans for tomorrow. So to be honest, as a cycling fan, you know, it, it's probably one of the great events in the world because, you, you know, you're not moving every day. You're not trying to force yourself into a, another location and pack the bags and roll. You go to Adelaide and you, you plant down and you see the whole thing for a week. And it, it's just it's an amazing way to kick off the world to a year. And I think that's what they like about it. But I think also, you know, South Australia does put on a great show. They embrace this event. You know, 
as they did, you've almost got to go back to the, the Formula One days when the Grand Prix was in Adelaide, where it just took over the city. And the, the Tour Down Under does the same thing. It takes over the city, and people in South Australia really get it. And, and you will find, if you go to the airport in the next few days, there'll be plenty of people from Melbourne and all over Victoria who are loading up. You'll see the bikes at, at the, um, the luggage belts. And what they're doing is, you know, they go over there, and, and big crowds, I reckon you get five or 10,000, would leave Adelaide in the morning and ride out to the stages yep. and ride back. And the beauty of that is you quite often find yourself riding alongside the professional riders because they will ride out to the stage, start to warm up. So from a fan's experience point of view, and I've got to say, of, of all the events I'm lucky enough to work on, this gives you unprecedented access to the athletes. Like they are standing there at the start line and they are up for a chat, you know, and, um, and afterwards as well, you know, they're just so accessible. It's a really great experience. And, and that's, South Australia have done a great job with that. They've really, they've really honed that fan experience. And uh, for me, it's probably one of the most underrated spectator events we have in this country. If you really want to enjoy top-class sport and you want to get in and involved with it and see how it works, you know, the mechanics are set up every night. You can walk into the village and the mechanics are working on the bikes, picking up a part, you know, these $10,000, $15,000 bikes that they're just rebuilding every night. Um, you know, the, the experience is, is exceptional. You've got to give it to Adelaide and South Australian sports fans that they support their events massively. If you look at uh, you know Clipsal, which has returned this year, as, uh, yeah. or like late last year, has always had a, a massive uh, turnout. Where's your love of um, cycling come from, Mark? Uh, my brother bought a bike shop in Geelong 17 years ago, and when he did that, uh, I had to buy a bike, and that just kicked off from there. And before that, I, I was lucky. When I first came to Channel 7 in Melbourne in 95, Billy Cannon, the sports producer, sent me off to cover the Herald Sun tour. So I did about four of those with a guy called Ian Gates and um, and just fell in love with cycling, got to know the guys, worked with Robbie McEwen, uh, Stewie O'Grady a lot then. And, and you know, I just, I love the sport, I think. And I think our Australian tradition in the sport really gets me as well. You know, we've had so many great riders over the years and, you know, we, 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 we do good. We punch above our weight and we produce these gutsy riders. And, you know, when you see them, the falls they take and then they'll get, you know, bandaged up and head back out there the next day is... It's just phenomenal. I really admire that courage and that, you know, and the girls as well. Our girls are so good now yep. on the world stage. So the women's race is going to be a highlight too. Absolutely. Uh, Ruby Roseman Gannon going in in great form, having won uh, the Bay Crits. A nice mention of uh, the yeah. great Bill Cannon as well. What a great man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Billy, Billy gave me my first job at Channel 7 in Melbourne and he, um, that the interview with Billy was in the car park at Dorcas Street, lasted about five minutes, <laughs> just long enough for him to have a cigarette. When he was finished his cigarette, the interview was over, and I'd, I'd, apparently I'd got the job. So <laughs> <laughs> He probably had four beers in that time as uh, well, uh, knowing uh, Billy. Just before we let you go, Mark, we spoke to you just before Christmas. You had the book out, uh, the most memorable, uh, 20 most memorable sporting events yeah. or um, memorable events or results yep. uh, in Australia since 2000. How did, how did it sell? It's actually going really well, so I appreciate that. It's um, no, it just seems to hit a chord with people. I think two things: people um, want to relive those great moments, and we, you know, we sort of dive into them a, a little bit more. And I was lucky enough to go back and talk to a lot of the athletes about those moments. But also, um, people who haven't lived those moments, you know, got to remember now a lot of people, you know, weren't born or don't remember Kathy Freeman's run at the Sydney Olympic Games. So bloody young go people. Back and, and, yeah. <laughs> so to go back and you know, understand that and what went on that night and the lead-up, um, I think, is, is great because they're just great Australian stories. And even better than that, they're great Australian sports stories, which we love. So, you know, it, it's, it's gone pretty well, thanks. And, and the feedback from people is good. You know, I, I tried to rank the top 20 that I thought, and 
I, I know everyone will have a different opinion, and they have, which is great. And everyone's told me about it, which has been great as well. Yeah, fantastic stuff, huh, Mark. Thanks so much for your time again. Uh, we we love the tour down under. All gets underway on Channel Seven on Sunday. Uh, enjoy, and uh, we'll speak again soon. We'll do. Good on you, Jules. Talk soon, mate. Bye. Great to have Mark Beretta on, and as we say, it's a, it's a great lineup in terms of the uh, commentary team. And you got Phil Liggett, Matt Keenan, Robbie McEwen, Scott McGraw. He's going to be doing the interviews. Anna Mears, Gracie Elvin. It's a great uh, team. Uh, so if you love your cycling or love top sport, uh, the Tour Down Under is another great event. You got to throw into the mix next week with the Australian Open, the BBL, the NBL. Uh, it's all happening in terms of sport in Australia right now. This is a captain's run for state transport. Our people are your solution. Vanessa Gibson waiting in the newsroom.